0: I'm Megan. I'm Colin. And this is Pet Sitter Sitter Confessional, Confessional. an open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Hello. Welcome to episode 266. Hello. (laughs) We hope you are doing well. The world is a little crazy right now, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But we hope that your business is thriving and you are
1: surviving. Absolutely. But before we do get into that, we want to thank our amazing Patreon supporters like Yvonne, Neufdruel, Janie, and Ashley, who all support us financially every single month to help make the show what it is.
0: We have also started releasing some YouTube-specific content. Yeah, we are. (laughs) So... Little bitty babies on that, so give <laughs> us some grace. but if you are on YouTube, feel free to search Pet Sitter Confessional and we will be releasing a new video every Friday discussing the podcast episodes that happened that week and expand a little bit about on the discussion from the interview.
1: It's definitely something that's been on our minds for a while. We've had the equipment for over a year at this point, but we're finally just starting to dive into it and open up a little bit of our week to see what we can make of that. So subscribe on YouTube and look for that and much more in the coming months.
0: So if you've watched the news for any length of time over the past few weeks there has been a lot going on. Our hearts are heavy and saddened by all of the atrocities happening in Ukraine right now. And we are really devastated by all of the images and reports coming out of the country. Even in our small town, there's actually a large population of Ukrainians. And so we've seen some of them especially hit hard. They are not doing well. Some of their family members are over there. And so this has all been really coupled with As I'm sure you've noticed, the continual rise in prices and inflation and gas prices are going up. Everything seems to be rising in price.
1: And don't forget the staffing shortages that still plague businesses all across the country. With all of this, it's starting to feel quite a bit overwhelming and kind of unsure exactly exactly what we need to be doing or how to cope and handle with it.
0: And so we wanted to take today's episode and talk about everything that's going on, how we see the industry shaping up, and then addressing concerns about prices and how to navigate this personally and as a business during these times of uncertainty.
1: As of right now, at least here in the United States, traveling and spending do not seem to be too impacted, at least that much. I know the story may be a little bit bit different over in Europe. However, it is something to definitely watch carefully, especially if this war stretches into the summer months. There could be some major impacts, especially financially, to the clients that we're serving. We could potentially see cancellations come in as clients get cold feet about traveling during these uncertain times. Well, and we definitely all experienced
0: that with COVID a couple
1: years ago. (laughs) Right. Well, that's a good reminder. If you do not have cancellation policies in place or a way to protect your business, right now is the best time to get those hammered out. I mean, they were – good time was yesterday, and even better time is – today.
0: Your cancellation policies can be whatever you want them to be. It could be seven days before the trip or 24 hours before the visit or something in between, but make sure you have them. They protect you. And if you require deposit, make sure you have that in there too. Whatever it is, you just need to be protected. People are price sensitive right now, so they may still book you, but it might be a little bit harder of a sell. They may want to know exactly what they're getting for your price. They want to know the value that they're getting because their dollar is not going as far as it used to go. They might be shopping around for prices and for services. So it's a good reminder if you don't have your sales pitch kind of hammered out, do that. Can you communicate your services effectively?
1: And I know many people will say, Oh, my kind of clients that I want don't shop around. People who price shop or who are price sensitive aren't my clientele. They're not my avatar. Well, in hard times, in uncertain times and prices of when inflation is going through the roof and everything's more costly, people tend to get more sensitive about exactly what they're paying for. So maybe they weren't like that last year or last month, but that may become part of how people start to shop and start to look at services and start to look at goods and things that they are spending money on. They're going, going to want to know what they get in return and see if that value matches what they expect so that there's no difference in money exchanged for the value that they receive.
0: Well, and obviously we don't know what's going on in every one of our clients' lives. We don't know the hard, they may have hardships going on. And so one day, even if you've built up this good, great relationship of caring for their pets for a long time, they may all of a sudden one day just say, I don't need you anymore. And it may have nothing to do with you personally. It may just be that their wallet is a little bit tighter than it used
1: to be. All right, so Megan, you touched on if you don't have a sales pitch or if you don't know how to communicate effectively, that is something to be working on. Maybe you've never encountered somebody price shopping. Maybe you've never encountered people who are a little hesitant to come on board. It's been easy before. It is a a good reminder to start practicing those. What separates you from somebody else? How should they know that you are worth what you're charging. And that can be really hard to communicate. And we're not saying that you have to go in and line item all of your experience, all of your reviews, all of the training that you have and blah, 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 blah. What kind of peace of mind can you give the people who are coming to you? That's really what this boils down to. We've talked about this on the show before, and I know Daniel Reitman has said this. People won't remember what you did for them, but they'll remember how you made them feel. So how are you making people feel while you're talking to them during the meet and greet, during the onboarding process? The, the client experience starts before they even request a booking or request a service, and they need to be feeling good and pampered and cared for all the way through.
0: And your social media as well, or the blogs that you write, whenever and whatever you are putting out there, they need to feel valued. They need to feel like you are going to care and take the best care for their pets and that you're reliable, you're dependable, and you're trustworthy.
1: In times of uncertainty, it, the best plan is to be communicative with everybody around you, including your clients. So right now, start asking, what are your plans in three months? What are your plans in six months? What are your plans in a year to get some idea and see if they would go ahead and want to get those things booked? Or maybe they're going to hold off so that you can start to plan. Additionally, when they start have these questions, you can communicate the new cancellation policies or new pricings or new services or new bonuses that you can add on to them to stay in touch with them to help them remember who you are and how you can help them.
0: We also continue to see and hear stories of struggles with hiring, and we are experiencing a little bit of that ourselves. But this is something that will probably continue for the foreseeable future, especially as people look for more fulfilling and varied positions. We just interviewed someone recently who is taking on their third part-time job because they were looking for a lot of flexibility in their day.
1: So as we are faced with increasingly uncertain times, we should remind ourselves that we should not be hiring out of desperation. That just because somebody is available and present does not mean that we need to hire them. So that may mean that the expansion that we had in mind or the new service area or the new services that we were thinking about adding, those may need to get put on hold for a little while as we continue search for that perfect fit. So don't feel this need of desperation to get somebody on just because you need to get somebody onboarded. If things are looking rocky and you're not sure how things are going to go, maybe put a pause on those plans just for now and wait and see and gather more information before you move forward with those plans.
0: I did want to touch back on prices. So as prices continue to rise and clients are aware and more price sensitive, they will likely look to cut back on what they believe to be luxuries. And sometimes that does mean pet care. And while this doesn't mean that they would not book pet care for their trip, it may mean that they just don't book their trip at all. Or it's not for as long as they had intended. They wanted to go for a week, but now it's just a weekend. Or they price shop and they go with a cheaper option. Do an assessment of your services and your prices. Make sure they're aligned with what your clients need, what you want to be providing, and most of all, what you want, what is most efficient for your business.
1: So during your assessment, you're going to be looking at things like your prices, like your service area, like if you have staff, your reimbursement rates, maybe consider adding mileage these kind of approaches to understand holistically, how is my business operating right now? Yeah, you may have just done a year-end or quarterly review in December, but the world looks totally different right now. And it's a great time to do this and look and do an assessment full top to bottom of your business to make sure it's ship shape, make sure that you have clients who you actually are like and working with, that you don't have any more outstanding bills. The if you do, to start trying your best to collect on those. If their bill has in their tab has added up over the last couple months, trying to start collecting on that before times get hard and you're unable to get anything out of that particular client.
0: It's all about adding value though. So if you can do that through additional services, if you can do that through products, if you can do that through at-home training, if you're a dog trainer or you want to add that on, anything that you can really do At home or with less travel to clients is a great option. So, something like an added hygiene package where you can while you're doing the visit you can do nail trims and anal glands, teeth brushing, ear cleaning, whatever in their home while you are doing the visit so that it's something they don't have to stress about at a later time, you get paid more for it and you're already there doing the visit.
1: Yeah, you're optimizing that time that you're spending traveling. You want to make the most money possible while doing one or two trips instead of having to go out four or five times to make that money. If you have one client who's booking you regularly, at adding services to that client, you're going to make more profit on that client and for those trips because you're already going out that way. This is kind of optimizing our routes and optimizing the operations and services that we have to be meeting these needs of our clients.
0: In times of uncertainty, it's really about relationships. So try to deepen relationships with clients. If there's an extra text message you can send them during the week or a client that hasn't booked you in a while, checking in with them saying, hey, how are you doing? How are you handling everything that's going on? Or even other business owners as well. If you can come together and bounce ideas off of each other of how to make your pet businesses better or even just other business owners in general, it's a great way to Form relationships that can last.
1: Well, or redeepen relationships that you built during the pandemic. If you haven't gotten in touch with people who you were in constant communication with during those dark days, now is a wonderful time to start reaching back out to them, seeing how you can help, seeing how you can assist, seeing how you can start building these bonds and strengthening the community to weather the storm that may or may not come. And again, if the storm doesn't come, if things get better, you'll be better for doing all of these things. I think that's something that's really important to remember is that when we improve and when we push through and prepare for hard times, that means if when good times come, we are even better prepared than had we not done all that initial preparation to begin with.
0: It's, again, all about protecting your business. Stick to your policies and don't discount. Gas prices are a huge topic right now. So if you are solo you can handle them by signing up for discounts with stores. I think Shell has a savings program. So does Costco and I think Walmart as well. Download a gas app that tells you where the cheapest gas is and then tracking your miles. If you aren't doing this, it's very important. Get that tax right off this year. You can either claim mileage or gas, but not both. So figure out whichever is easier for you and which gets you the most bang for your buck. If you have staff and they're talking about gas prices, maybe at your weekly meeting, you can strategize different ways to optimize their routes. You can pay for mileage or you can get them a gas card. If you are thinking about raising their rates, you may consider paying for mileage instead of raising their rates because when you pay for their mileage, you are not taxed on that. But when you pay them more, you are obviously taxed on that.
1: So the big question is, have you raised your prices yet? I mean, everybody is talking about this everybody it's on all the facebook groups all of the time think about when the last time was that you actually raised them and look forward ahead to the next couple months and year and see when you would like to raise them again
0: for us it was just january 1st when we raised our rates
1: yeah so if you did it recently you know there's no such thing as too soon to raise rates i i see that question that gets thrown out there an awful lot i just raised my rates last month can i raise them again Absolutely. If you think you have pricing power, and what pricing power means is the ability to raise rates without losing people. If you think you have that, go ahead and raise them. Go ahead and get ahead of increases that are coming down the line. Don't feel pressured into or don't feel bad about raising rates if you quote unquote just did it. If you need to raise them, then raise them. That's perfectly fine. And with everything increasing the rate that it is right now, Get ahead of the mindset blocks that come in about raising rates and go ahead and plan out your next few rates, rate hikes for over the next year. And what happens if prices go up more than you thought? What if gas goes up another 30% or 40% or food prices go up or whatever, insurance goes up even more? Price that into your increases that you're going to plan out right now so that You don't have to have these struggles and these discussions and worries about raising prices. They're already scheduled on there. They're already outlined and you already know when they're going to take place. And to understand some of that, start running your numbers and do it regularly to see exactly what you're bringing in. And when we talk about what numbers, it's it's really profit per service for starters here. So if you do dog walks, if you do drop-ins, if you do hygiene packages, if you do nail trims. What percent of each of your total overall profit comes from those services? What profit do each of those bring in? And then look at your total business makeup. So, out of your total profit, what percentage is dog walking? What percentage are drop ins? What percentage is the hygiene packages or whatever? And then you can look at your total overall business pro- profit because what you're going to find is that some services are more and less profitable. And right now, the services where you're not having to drive as much are really the ones that are going to be more profitable so those hygiene packages those add-on services those bonus things that you can add to people who are already booking you for the other ones you take a big cut out of that first service that dog walk you don't make as much profit on that but if you can add a service on top of that that's all profit for you at that point because you're already there and the more you can start honing in on exactly what your clients need the more you'll be able to optimize not just your routes but the services that you're offering them
0: some pet sitters are talking about a temporary price increase to cover gas or a surcharge. The thing to think about there is, well, if it's a temporary price increase, obviously you're then going to need to decrease it when gas prices go back down. And eventually they will. It may not be for several months or a year, but they will I hope, <laughs> go back down. So it's things to think about. Of If you say to your clients, this is just temporary, well, how, what is temporary? What is that timeline? What it, you know At $2.50, it, are you then going to drop it back down? I know a lot of us are gearing up for spring break or in the midst of spring break, but if you are needing to get new clients in these new times, if you live in a pretty densely populated area... Go after apartment buildings. They have a lot of dogs there. You don't have to drive all over creation to get to to clients' homes. And you can partner with them with dog-friendly events or just putting up flyers and, and getting your name out there. Walk dogs in affluent neighborhoods or send direct mail to those neighborhoods that you know have wealthy clients in them. And then if you are really struggling right now for your existing clients, it's important to maximize your route, make it more efficient. Maybe that means letting some clients go that are too far out of your area that you want to really be in. We know a sitter that just cut out entire service areas to new clients. She's only servicing now her regulars. She was servicing up to 30 minutes away and just cut out everything except the exact town that she is working in.
1: So don't be afraid to cut back on that service area. That can be quite scary. But again, if we're thinking about how we can optimize our routes and save on gas and make the most money in a densely area, going after those apartment buildings, so we're making one trip and being able to hit 20 clients, keeping that small, tight service radius. And yeah, it yeah, may, may mean, uh, unfortunately, client who's 45 minutes away, I'm not able to service you at this time unless you're willing to, to pay these fees to get me to your house. And cutting back on that service area so that You are actually making more money in a smaller service area than before.
0: If you are choosing to go with a surcharge or a temporary price increase, you may just consider doing a price increase permanently because if a client is willing to pay a buck or two more per visit for your gas now, they are likely going to be able to do that in the future.
1: Yeah, exactly. Trying to figure out a way to lessen the burden on somebody or in hopes that they're not going to leave you by saying, oh, this is only a temporary increase of one or two dollars. That same person is going to accept that one or two dollars, whether you say it's temporary or whether it's permanent. And that way you can get ahead of future price increases right now. And in in case things get worse, it's just baked into everything that you already have.
0: If you offer boarding or house sitting overnight, you may consider pushing those services more than just the pet sits where you have to go over two, three, four times a day because you only have to, if you're doing house sitting, you only have to go over once or twice versus multiple times a day. That will save you on gas and other expenses. Because there is definitely a market for those clients who want their pets cared for basically all day. Those pandemic puppies, the, the people who basically never left their house for the past two years. But boarding can be hard on your home and overnights can be hard on you. So you really have to weigh the pros and cons if you're able to offer those services.
1: Yeah. Be on, Yeah, be honest with yourself about what you want to offer. Maybe overnights are very lucrative, but you just don't like being away from your home and your family. Or you're not able to do those. Be honest about that. And that's okay. And be honest about what you can and you cannot control. In times of uncertainty we have to do a true assessment, a black and white assessment of things we can control and things that are outside of our control. Right now, we cannot control what is happening overseas, over in Ukraine. Unfortunately, we don't have that control. But we do have control over where we drive and our route and our prices and how we communicate to clients. By focusing on what we can control. The feelings of overwhelm start to become not so overwhelming. We get those under control because we have things that we can do that we can work on. And that is empowering. That allows us to make these better decisions and breathe a sigh of relief every now and then, even though things may be going crazy elsewhere.
0: But don't let the fear of what's going on in the world or the fear of anything else prevent you from pushing forward in your business. We have all made it through COVID. We have all survived with our businesses. We are still here. We are still standing, and we will make it through this as well. So if you are terrified of clients leaving you or raising your prices or charging a gas surcharge on top of your prices, push through. It will be okay.
1: And that all starts with making a plan. Knowing your numbers, doing that assessment, contacting local businesses, contacting your current clients and knowing what they are thinking so that you can formulate the next year of how you're going to move forward and being grounded in your mission and being grounded in your why so that when you make these decisions, you know why you did it. So if you get pushed back or things get hard, you can look back and go, I did that for a reason. It wasn't because I was scared. It wasn't because of fear. It wasn't because of the uncertainty and feeling overwhelmed. It was because I knew the four steps that I had to take. I knew the next step was raising my prices. I knew the next step was decreasing my service radius because it's all about protecting you and making your business give you what you need in these times and using our business appropriately.
0: Or maybe you need to buy a Tesla, or maybe you buy a motorcycle, (laughs) (laughs) or are biking, or only you serve only clients that you are able to walk to. Whatever it is, know that we are behind you, and you can do this. We want to know how you are feeling right now with everything going on. Please let us know. Send us a message. Call us. Pigeon.
1: Smoke signals. We're here. We're here. (laughs) You'll find us.
0: (laughs) And We want to make sure that you are doing okay, too.
1: Maybe part of that uncertainty and part of that planning for your business is you need looking for outside help in your business. And maybe that means hiring a virtual assistant. Well, Natasha Obanion with Start Scale Sale answers the question. How do I hire a VA for me?
0: So I
2: love, love virtual assistants. Now guys, this is a total different mindset that I have with paid professional help to my employees. Now my employees is fully my responsibility to train them, to onboard them, to guide them 1000% on every single thing. Now my outsource help, however, I look for experts in their own right because I do not want to hire a virtual assistant that I also have to fully coach all the way through. They do have to be a self-starter. They do have to have their own process, their own billing. You know, I don't want to coach them. I get that a lot where they're like, well, what, what, how do you think I should do it? And I'm like, I'm not the coach. You run your own business. <laughs> how do you want to service me? That relationship. Yeah. So when you are hiring outsourced work, you just need to let them know on a time schedule. My biggest hack is putting 8 a.m through every hour to 5pm. And I'm like, listen, this is a roundabout productivity on what I do every single day, eight o'clock to 815. I check this, you know, 830 to 10. I check this. So I give them the expected time that is going to take for them to complete each task. I find that really helps because if you just leave projects open, they could take like four hours and you're like, eh, I typically do it in one hour. And these are the tricks that I do to get there. Let me show show you so those are things that you can show but my VAs do everything they do my social media content they will check voicemails they will respond to DMs to comments they will create websites and templates I mean they literally do everything and I get these really cool ideas in my mind and I go into Asana. That's the system that they use, not me, them. And I'm like, you know what? I want to create a bunch of cool reels this week. Can you guys research ideas and give me a plot on what I should do? And they do it. So when I have virtual assistant, I can just be the mastermind of great ideas. And they are like, here, this is the plan or, um, you know, this we've created. I'm like, I need a new challenge page. Can you create me a sales page for a challenge? And they create it. And I'm like, looks great. Or we sit down and we dissect it. I tell them what's working, what's not working. We fix it and we keep going. That is the beauty of hiring experts. You have to hire paid experts. Please don't hire a virtual assistant that just came out of college and is like, this is my first gig. I'm just kind of figuring it out. I have hired those people and they work well for the things that I need. But if you're one of those people who don't lead well or manage well and you're kind of figuring out and they're figuring it out, two lost brains don't really help. So your VA, please just get referrals, referrals, make sure they really know what they're doing. I mean, otherwise, it just gets really frustrating.
1: Right. Well, and it sounds like, too, knowing what you want the end product to be as well, and you coming in with some clear guidelines and expectations so that they can either meet those or say, oh, maybe this isn't for me.
2: Yeah. And, and that's the hard part is when people hire like a VA as their very first hire, they're like, well, I'm still trying to figure it out too. Well, be clear with that with your virtual assistant. I'm kind of figuring it out. Um, can I do contracted hours? Some virtual assistants will require you to pay, you know, $500 a month, 2000 a month just to use them, or others will charge $15, 20 $25 just per hour. And you just peek in when you need them. So ask those pertinent questions. I actually have a VA list on how to hire a really great VA, all the checks that you should go through, and I can provide that. Um, but make sure you know how they work. That's the main thing is making sure it's a good fit between your personalities with virtual systems. I've hired in America and I've hired outsourced. So I feel like I'm a pretty good expert on the VA life <laughs> um, and they, God, they, they make so much of a difference. Like just all your weaknesses, blogs and and keeping up with comments and stuff. They do all that. You know, I'm over here being a mom. They do all that stuff. It's such a great, great resource to have.
0: If you would like to join Natasha's monthly membership group, you can do so at StartScaleSale.com and use the code PSC20 for 15% off. If you have any other ideas of how to handle these crazy prices that are going on, the inflation, the uncertainty in the world, please let us know. We appreciate you listening to this today. We hope it's been helpful and we will talk to you next time.
1: And we do want to thank our patrons for supporting us. And to learn more about that, go to com slash support.